You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 78 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo, and I'm here with the possibly quite jet-lagged Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? Buongiorno. Buongiorno, because you've just arrived back from Sicily like a couple of hours ago. Isn't that right? Yes, not long ago. Uh, it was a long way home and um, I'm barely standing, Val. It's, How many hours is it? Oh, it takes forever because like, I, I left from Rome because we actually uh, drove from Sicily to Rome via a few detours and then and then I spent a, another couple of days in Rome. So I've been away for a while mm. and I've been on the road for a while and, um, yeah, so... Uh, a bit weary. A bit weary. <laughs> I'm, uh, you. you know, 10, 10 points for agreeing <laughs> to do this podcast recording, you know, so that uh, listeners don't miss out this week. Yeah. Well done. I, well, well um, I had Wi-Fi on the plane home and I was so excited because it's like some of the best Wi-Fi I've had. For the I know, compared to the, some of the uh, internet speeds that we get in Australia. But I can't wait to hear all about what you did in Sicily, but also all of the uh, photography that you did in Sicily. Yes. So first and foremost, in case there are some new listeners, do tell us why were you in Sicily? So a couple of reasons. Firstly, I uh, was running a workshop there. I did a photography workshop and I was there also as part of Sicilian Food Tours, which is run by my friend Carmel Ruggieri. And uh, she takes a group of uh, people around Sicily, showing them uh, all the amazing things, food and wine-wise and culture. And uh, I was there photographing that for her. I did the workshop and Val, I also uh, filmed a whole heap of stuff for the community, the yes. gold community, and also uh, for the uh, next couple of courses that I'm doing, which which are uh, one on uh, how to get your camera off auto, mm-hmm. uh, and then the other one is a lighting uh, course, which will come out later in the year. So I'm so excited because it was just like. Um, yeah, lots of really cool stuff. Very exciting. I can't wait to see what's going to be in the tutorials for the gold community. And yeah. if people aren't sure what the gold community is, basically go to ginamilitia.com, that's M-I-L-I-C-I-A, and click on Join the Community and you'll find out more. It's an awesome, dynamic community, so many people chatting to each other, sharing resources, and of course, we're delivering regular tutorials on photography as well as some really great behind-the-scenes stories about what really goes on in photo shoots, you know, all yes. different types of photo shoots, ranging from fashion shoots to, you know, television awards ceremonies and much more. So check us out there. But we want to give a big shout-out to Madhu Gopal from the USA. Now, Madhu left us a review on iTunes and Madhu has said, excellent podcast. Gina and Val do an amazing job of explaining photography techniques in a simple manner that everyone can understand. The conversational nature of the podcast makes it very easy for the listener to follow. Also, they put in a good amount of time to summarize the podcast in the show notes on the website, which is a great way to get the gist of the podcast. If one doesn't have time to listen to the entire episode, overall, a great podcast two thumbs up oh nice thank you nice thank you so much madu really appreciate it and um you know it really does mean a lot to us so please do if you do have 30 seconds to leave us a rating or review on itunes we'd really appreciate it because it certainly helps us in the rankings really does 
But let's get, I want to know about this tour. I haven't been able to email you very much or talk no. to you on Skype because of your lack no. of Wi-Fi yep. over the past few weeks. So tell me first and foremost, of course, I'm sure a lot of people are interested to know what gear did you bring on this trip? You know, what, how did you choose what you wanted to bring and pack and all of that? Because, you know, when it comes to gear, I'm personally like going lightweight. Yeah, well, like the title of this week's podcast, Val, is how to create quick and easy portraits anywhere, right? Yeah. Yep. So that's what I had in mind when I was packing because I wanted to um, make sure that I had the right type of gear that I could do stuff on the run, and we did, but I didn't really take my own advice, Val, oh, okay. when it came to packing, and I kind of had that mentality because I was doing the workshops, I just wanted to show the guys more so I brought more and I, I overdid it. Mm. When I checked, when I went to come home, the guy at the other t- the counter, he's like, you're um, eight kilos over. And I thought he was being rude to me because it's like, you know, <laughs> we, we gave the food a good nudge. And it's like, oh, my God, he's noticed. <laughs> and, and I'm like, I, I tried to refrain. He's like, no, you're baggage. I'm like, oh. And so I got slugged coming home. Oh. And it's not cheap. Oh. It's not cheap at all because I overdid it. So I'd probably hold back on a few things. But I tell you what, what, what we did, which was great, was I went with speed lights over mm. battery powered lights, which was what I might do in Australia. So I took the light camera, the 5D Mark II. Um, another thing I did, which I don't normally do your when Mark I. Your Mark II or your Mark III? Uh, Mark three, sorry, apologies. Another thing I did, which I don't normally do when I uh, do these uh, lifestyle travel shoots, is I took an extra couple of lenses. I took the seventy to two hundred L series two, my mm. workhorse lens, mm. my big fashion lens. Oh my god, I'm so happy! I, I'm so happy. Such a good lens. Uh, it just gave me so many more options. The twenty four to one hundred five. The all-rounder came mm-hmm. too and it, it, like, did not disappoint. And then I had no, and a little extra. I had the 16, the 35, which came in handy a few times. Probably didn't need it. was nice to have, uh, and that probably nudged me over the extra couple of kilos there. Yep. Uh, and then I had uh, a 580 EX uh, flash, the Canon, and I uh, also bought a Yong Nuo. I bought some Pocket Wizard triggers. I had Yong Nuo triggers. Now, I'll go into this in a bit more detail later in the um, episode. I had a, so many problems with my Pocket Wizards, oh. which should be um, they don't fail. Mm. And in the studio, they're fantastic. On location, a lot of issues. We ended up putting the Yong Nuos on. Never a misfire. The wizards misfired all the time. So I'm not wow. sure what's going on there. Um, and then the other, the star of the show for me mm. was my new, and hang on, let me get the pronunciation right because we got a lot of feedback on <laughs> um, uh, The Chimera. 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 So do I say chocolate now or do it? it's chocolate? And is it? Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Eric, you're even Italian. Like, I just don't get it. Chimera. And people will know that from watching, remember, Mission Impossible 2. Yes. So they've come out with a portable beauty dish. It actually folds Mm. down into a pouch. It's like life and, uh, yeah. So because I want to bring beauty dishes when I travel, but like I've said in other podcasts, it's like carrying a wok. In your yeah. And they're heavy and they take up a lot of space. This one doesn't. And I wasn't sure about the other really fantastic feature of it is, um, and I'm not getting paid to say this, I just bought this off my own um, bat. And mm-hmm. uh, I, wanted a, I wanted a beauty dish that would work with a speed light. I didn't think they existed. They do. And I what do you mean? A, what do you mean by well, that? So the way that a beauty dish is designed is, okay, so imagine a wok, Val. We Mm -hmm. all know what a wok looks like. Yes. Beauty dish then has another panel inside which will sort of um, diffuse the light in the the centre of of, uh, the wok part of it, right? Mm -hmm. It's a specific design. So it's for that reason that they're very hard. 
that they don't really work with um, speed lights, mm -hmm. right? So without adapters and they're heavy and all of that. So to find a portable one, they're usually not that good. The light, you won't get the similar light that you do with, uh, you know, the, 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 the expensive beauty dishes. Mm -hmm. This one was everything and more. I was really happy with, with the, the, the kind of light that it created or like wrapped because here, here's this light that's, like it's light it doesn't weigh much mm. and it works with a speed light which means it's so portable mm. the only drawback is if you've got full sun it's very bright speed light not enough uh, watt seconds they're not powerful enough to over overpower the sun so that's their downfall but if you're working in sort of lower light situations fantastic which is what we were using it for and of course we'll put the link to this and uh, also a list of all of the other gear that gina brought with her in yes. the show notes yep 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 so um the other thing i overdid was i did bring my man front her boom I, brought oh. her, I shouldn't have done that 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 ended up costing me came in handy a couple of days but i didn't really need a boom yeah um, i could have gone with the uh voice activated uh, stands, but I want it to be <laughs> consistent with the lighting, and and the boom does that. So there's also a photo in the show notes of the uh, Chimera uh, <laughs> portable beauty dish there in action with uh, Amanda there, uh, my voice activated, beautiful Italian voice activated stand that she was, <laughs> and uh, holding it with a yeah with a stand there. So fantastic, fantastic light, honestly amazing. Wonderful. So mm -hmm. is that all you brought? Uh, yeah, tripod. Uh, I, I, no, I, okay, the other star of the show in mm -hmm. Sicily, grid, a grid spot oh. for the speed light, which basically what that does is it will concentrate the light into a really small area. So when you just use a speed light and you uh, use it with maybe a softbox or on its own or with the plastic dome that we've done before, Val, we did that in the Philippines with mm -hmm. the, uh, the boat man, mm -hmm. the light spreads everywhere. Mm. With a grid spot, it's perfect for just when I just wanted to put a little took of light just into someone's face, but I didn't want to light the rest of the area. I just wanted mm. to create a moody sort of, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, sexier kind of light that just put a little spot of light somewhere, grid spot. And it's hard light as well, but it's the hard light that you can, tr can control. And these are not very expensive either. So, uh, and they're very light. You could have a speed light, a grid spot in your kit and carry it around in your handbag, basically, or you, you know, wow. man bag if you were an Italian, <laughs> and uh, no problems. Very light, like, and you could get away with that as, as like your camera and this little light and your triggers, and you're set to go. It's all you need. So it sounds like you know you, I mean, you've brought a portable beauty dish. You've got the grid spot. You've, it sounds it. like you you know, went there with the intention of focusing on portraits. Is that correct? Or, or, yes. or so, yes. so I was there to do portraits. Obviously for the workshop, I wanted to uh, make sure that I covered a lot of things, but I also, Val, I wanted to make sure that I covered all the different lighting styles for the uh, for the videos that we were filming as well. So mm -hmm. I wanted to have as 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 many options up my sleeve as possible, from soft light to hard light to controlled light to to everywhere in between. And of course, um, Sicily is also an amazing country. Lots of textures, mm. uh, you know, in the backgrounds and the old worn streets. But then you've got it's a very aging population, mm. and so a lot of uh, octogenarians over mm -hmm. there, and uh, perfect for uh, doing sort of uh, street portraits and set up portraits as well. So. Um, so Yes. I'm curious as to how it worked because obviously you went there with Sicilian food tours. So I'm assuming a lot of food was involved, but you also were running a photography workshop. So yep. how did this work on a practical level? Were you eating and photographing and so, so so what we do is we, we we sort of share the resources so like the people who were doing the food part of the tour would go off and maybe tour a cannoli factory <laughs> and uh, or a Nutella manufacturer we went to cannoli factory but okay. but the photographers would then wander off um and uh and do do a workshop with me and then we'd all meet up at the end of the day and uh like we'd, we'd meet up for lunch and dinner and breakfast uh in between shoots so there was like it would be eat photograph eat photograph <laughs> eat 
and but but the the rest of the participants got to watch us take photos, laugh at me, stopping traffic constantly. The the podcast cover is where I did stop traffic to get that shot. I nearly got run over. I didn't care. Because <laughs> if you see a fee at five hundred, that's uh, that's exactly what I'll do to to make sure I get the shot. So <laughs> so that's basically how it went. You know, we would um yeah uh, spend the time getting the shots and then we got to eat a lot afterwards. Fantastic. Oh, yeah, it was amazing. So who went on this trip? So I had uh, uh, four from the uh, podcast community. So there was uh, uh, Scott and Frank and Andrew and Christy who all came along. Awesome. And who I'm not sure if they've been posting in the – I know they've been posting on their personal Facebook uh, pages, uh, but I'm not sure if they've posted any in the actual community yet. Um, And, uh, yeah all amazing and was so very cool to push. I pushed everyone out of their comfort zones Mm -hmm. and uh, just to see the results and to see what happened and just like I'm so proud of all of them. I'm just wrapped with how it went. Well, of course, I think one of the best ways to find out how it went is to hear from the people themselves. So we're just going to go, we're going to throw to a little interview that Gina did while still in Sicily with the participants of the uh, workshop. So let's have a listen to that right now. Hey guys, so I'm here in Scoliti Beach in Sicily and we're in... um, Faulty Towers <laughs> Hotel, and uh, it's not actually Faulty Towers. Well, it is really because that's how they behave. And uh, I've got uh, four of the guys that uh, came on the Sicilian food and photography tour with me. So I've got Frank and Andrew and Scott and Christy with me, and we're just going to um, have a quick chat. We're just uh, just wrapped a uh, an awesome photo shoot, and now we're kicking back and having beer number. What is that for you guys? Uh, Good, we've question. Got track. Good question. So um, we are possibly going home a few kilos uh, less than when uh, more actually. More. Then uh, yeah, so we're smuggling in. Uh, yeah, can I, I'm smuggling a few cannolis on my thighs, <laughs> and um, yeah, it's been a great time. So. Uh, Frank, what, what, what have you uh, gotten out of the trip so oh, far? Well, what have I, well as a, I consider myself a, a, fairly, a, a novice at this, um, you know, by comparison to, uh, to yourself and my other colleagues here. But for me, the number one thing that came out of this was absolutely lighting is everything. Right. And if you're not prepared, if you don't have the equipment and if you don't know, um, then you're going to get some okay shots. But if you really want to go to a whole new level of possibility, you need to be able to manage the light the way that you want it as far as uh, shooting uh, portraits uh, uh, in any situation. Because you're never going to have, it's very rare that you're going to have the perfect light. Yeah. If you really want to create drama, uh, if you really want to create amazing contrast in the photo, then it's all about the light. You need the equipment. And you need to be ready for it. That that was for me absolutely my number one takeaway. And the the whole preparation you've got to you just you've got to take the time to prepare and think think about the shot and then know what how it's going to be set up, how it needs to be lit. Yeah. And then of course you've got to make sure that you've got the equipment to be able to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so and and I think for you you're going to. Um Maybe be switching over to a new system. Well, look, uh, yes, I, uh, I, I originally uh, uh, purchased a, uh, a Lumix GH4, uh, but you know, my, my original motivation for that was purely for video. Um, and then, strangely enough, when I began to use it, uh, I didn't use it for video. I was using it for stills. And I thought that I was getting okay results out of it until, of course, you compare it with the sort of gear that you've been using. All right. And uh, you suddenly realise that uh, you're driving around in a Volkswagen while everyone else has got a Bentley. Right. So uh, I, uh, this trip is going to end up costing me a lot more than I yeah. know. <laughs> so there's no doubt in my mind that, uh, yes, uh, maybe the, the GH4 is, is a great uh, camera yeah. to, for video, but it's certainly not going to cut it right. uh, at the level that I want. So... Uh, uh, I'll be doing some serious shopping um, 
not long after I get back to Melbourne. Having said that, you've <laughs> taken some amazing shots today. What do you think has been your standout, your favourite for the trip? Oh. Uh, uh, on on my camera, or <laughs> my standout favourite for the trip was uh, I've taken uh, an awesome photograph on the GH4. Yeah. Uh, coincidentally, of two guys um, well into their eighties, maybe approaching nineties. Yeah. They look like twins. They, they're yeah. just these old guys wearing um, what, do you, what sort of hat are those? What do you call those? Fed, the genus style hat. Yeah. <laughs> um, with, with two walking sticks. They, they look like two Charlie Chaplin's uh, yeah. twins uh, s- sitting on a park bench with their dog. Yeah. And that's that, that to me just uh, is the yeah, highlight yeah. of my trip. It said uh, it said it said so much about the whole trip. And uh, for me, that was that was well, yeah, the money shot, so to speak. Fantastic and an amazing shot. So that's awesome. And we'll share that uh, shot in the show notes as well. So, Andrew. Yes. How was the trip for you? Uh, standouts. What was the highlight for you? Yeah. Well. First of all, good day, podcasters, or Bonasera, as we're saying here. Oh, yes, uh, no, it's totally fluent. But <laughs> yes, first, mainly the uh, the the one thing I have um I have learnt uh, is that trying to break try, actions mean a lot. Uh, in I don't speak uh, any Italian, uh, and trying to <laughs> neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> Gina struggled at some times, but uh, Gina does actually speak. Uh, it does speak a little, so, same with uh, Frank, but unfortunately, uh, uh, and, uh, and the rest of us sort of couldn't speak anything, so we had to use a lot of actions to yeah. try and yeah. um, uh, to try and get things set up when we when we were creating shots. And when you're messing around with the uh, with the cabinieri, which is the uh, the top level police, you've got to try and be quick with uh, with their time because yeah. they were very grateful with it. And as much as they loved hanging around with us by the end of the shoots when they mm-hmm. saw the shots that they were getting, yep. uh, we had to be able to. And then everyone else that we shot on the trip, uh, yep. you had to be able to, to make sure that you could set the way that you wanted without any words. So miming. So and, the thing is, you're yeah. a big guy, Andrew. Like yeah, you're six tall, foot three and, and a lot of the Italian boys, especially, had a lot of man love for you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like there was a lot of man crushing going on for you. They were all like in awe because yeah. you tower over everyone, and so the younger guys would be always asking you, "How tall are you?" And they, and there was, they, were giving, <laughs> they gave you goo goo eyes. They all did. Like, they were giving you totally I think I've broken Gugu a few hearts over here, yes. and it's uh, not in my persuasion, unfortunately. So, <laughs> so, when you're approaching guys and not wanting to intimidate and get your shot, what's been your te- technique to not be, you know, to not obviously uh, intimidate? The main thing has been to actually uh, decrease my size uh, mm-hmm. by sitting down a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, so softening my knees, so then I was actually at their eye level, but yep. not in a way that you sort of could be, you know, construed as mocking their height, you know, yep. but you've, you've just, you've got to be open, you've got to go with big smiles, yep. because you don't speak in, they don't yep. understand what yep. you're saying, yep. so you've just got to go big smiles, just That's a nice it. open show, and yep. uh, maybe in the show notes we can post this, I was um, uh, last night in... And uh, for the St. Giorgio Festival, yeah. uh, we I was shooting uh, this this old fellow who was just sitting outside waiting for the festival to go past. Yeah. Uh, not a skerrick of English he could speak. And right. uh, we unfortunately had some problems where we set the shot up. We had everything going before we asked him to come over into yeah. the shot. And once I got to do the photo, I realised that I hadn't actually put a trigger on the flash. Right. So, everything was set except for the flash. So, while uh, the trusty voice actor bad lie stand was running off and uh, grabbing a trigger for the flash, yeah. I found myself standing there with him. Not that was English. <laughs> <laughs> so, what I did is I then showed him some previous photos that I'd done for the day of right, what I was then right. doing. And I showed him uh, what I was doing, which then he mimicked by pointing into his chest and pointing into my chest right. and saying, you'll me yes. and I said yes and there you go he and suddenly put a big smile on his face he was happy he was settled and he was more than happy to sit there and wait for, for us to finish the shots there so, you go so you, yeah. that's how you'd communicate so yeah. it's really yeah. basic yeah. and so have 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 images on your phone because it's, it's yeah. what, what yeah. we found Frank scored us the probably the shot of the trip where he managed to go into a village and find 
three or four Carabinieri, which is the Italian police, top level of police. Beautiful. We'll post some of those shots in the show notes as well. We've got and them brings, yes. brings them over and uh, suddenly we run this town, don't we now? Yeah, well, we've uh, made friends with the Carabinieri. <laughs> yeah. It's like one we're thing, in. One thing that you can teach is, is, is don't be afraid. To, 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 all they can do is say no. That's it. Which so, we did get, well, I think we only got kicked back once on this once. line trip. Just one man. And it was me. Down. And it was, it was me. I got the knockback. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Don't don't feel. Uh, you know, what, what, don't 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 be bashful. Uh, most people uh, are happy for you to, uh, to love it. Yeah, they love it. So especially here in Sicily. So if you, if yeah. you see yeah. a yeah. character that right. you want that you want to shoot, just you know, go ask. All they can say is no, but. Yeah. They generally won't. They'll yeah. be more than happy to. Fantastic. Especially if you just, as Jenny said, show them some of the stuff that you've done on your yeah. iPhone yeah. so that they understand what it's about, what it's for. And they see the calibre of what yeah. you're shooting too. It, it, it sort of uh, really helps sell you as Especially a photographer. Especially when five photographers. Yeah, 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 It's incredible what you can get away with. <laughs> yeah, so you go and ask the company, do you mind if, if we take a photo? They go, oh, okay. Now, what they're expecting is that you're going to take out your... Uh, you know, point and shoot camera, and it's going to be over in you know a few you know less less than a minute. No, what they don't realise is that there's five photographers that have got lighting set up, let, zoom lenses two foot long, and they may as well be on a movie set, and, and, we, and, we, and we and we capture these guys for like 20 minutes. Um, which is which is quite extraordinary. And they loved it. And they they loved, loved every minute of but, it. And yeah, because yeah, they because because one of them said to me, they, they go, hey, these people are really serious. Like this, yeah. this is like you know, this is not just an ordinary yeah, photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we said, well, have a look at this photo here, and he's going, wow, okay, well. Can I have one of those as well? Yes, so. <laughs> yeah. So that, that that was great. We drew crowds for that as well. Yeah, and, that's right. Uh, get an audience. We have people taking audience. photos of the people, people taking photos. photos. <laughs> it, was, it was really cool. Um, so, Scott, what about you? What was your uh, takeaways from the trip? I think one of the big things that uh, was kind of important to, or, or an eye-opener for me was the fact that you don't need uh, top-of-the-line gear and you don't need all these fancy... Uh, fancy equipment to get that lighting either. Yeah, I mean, we worked with a paper bag. We did. Uh, speed lights and uh, very minimal stuff. You yeah. just have to get out there and try. Yeah, it, it was all and, speed uh, lights. And, and make it work. Yeah. It was. It's. It's not that difficult. Yeah, yeah, Simple yeah. Simple stuff. You can make it work. Yeah. And your favorite shot of the. Um, my favorite shot. You know, I got. I think I got a lot of interesting characters at yeah. the market yeah. the other day. I haven't gone through and edited a lot of my pictures yet, but. I think I got some good pictures in the market. This is a Sicilian market where we actually had our own bodyguard who we uh, nicknamed the refrigerator because he was pretty much six foot tall, six foot wide, a gorgeous guy, but he was like all over it. He was onto everyone. He And he would just uh, sort of uh, walked about uh, six feet behind yeah. us. But, you know, if, any, if ever there was any chance that there might be trouble, he would step in and just make sure everything was okay. So he felt really safe. And I really, and I said, this a few times I really wanted him to pick me up as in like you know Whitney Houston in the bodyguard and just sort of carry me off you know that was my dream it didn't happen but you, uh, you were hoping I was hoping that there'd be trouble and he would jump in and save you you were hoping can it someone please fantasy, yes. try and steal my handbag please you actually left it unzipped hoping that you would be you know so that your hero could jump in and That's whisk it. you away my to sunset yeah. And um, Christy, what about you? What was your um? Uh, oh, there was so much, but I was just thinking about when we were in Modica. Yep. And uh, we what, we found this alleyway. Yeah. And we went through the garage lighting. Yep. Yep. So be bit of an aha moment for yeah, you. Yeah, really big. I mean, I understood it in theory, but yep. until that moment, it didn't make a hundred percent sense to me and after that um, also the uh, reservoir dogs with right the, right with the old guys the yeah it was men. fantastic um, yeah walking walking through that tunnel um, both yeah away and towards and they yeah they sort of felt like they were movie stars by the time they left I think fantastic yeah. fantastic <laughs> 
Awesome. Well, um, all right. So uh, thanks, guys. So we're going to um, probably hit the bar now and uh, and uh, watch uh, watch the sunset. There's a beautiful sunset happening here on the beach, and uh, yeah, we're going to go and uh, we've got a night off. Go and relax and enjoy ourselves, and uh, yeah. Well, we deserve it after that last shoot. I mean, that was. Oh, and quite we'll an just uh, we'll post the shots yeah. of this uh, magnificent shoot we just did, which was a high danger level, and boats. There was crews. There was Wouldn't like we nearly lost. Yeah, like yes, uh, and it's a, a, it was a very cool shot. So we'll, we'll share that as well. So very in detail in another episode. Very All right. Smooth. So we'll go. We'll go grab a drink, guys. Salute. 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 <laughs> Ciao. Wow, it sounds like you had an absolutely fantastic time. Yeah, it was. It was fantastic. And, uh, I, you know, they, they all enjoyed themselves too. It was just re really a really cool experience. Yeah, brilliant. And, of course, we are trying to bring more of these types of experiences to you, maybe not necessarily to Sicily or <laughs> all the time, <laughs> but, um, but we're trying to organise some other workshops uh, for our podcast listeners and, of course, yes. members of the Gold community, as well as some other exciting projects that we've got up our sleeves, but we can't reveal yet because we're still <laughs> confirming them. But I was so keen to see the uh, shots that, you know, Frank and, and Scott and Andrew and Christy spoke about, and they are in the show notes. So yes. do have a look at them. They are fantastic. They're yep. at ginamilitia.com in the show notes for the podcast. And, um, yeah, well done to the four yep. of you because I'm just so impressed, absolutely yep. impressed. Um, just I love am, them. I'm absolutely really proud of them. all of them. I think they did a sensational job. Mm, the lighting in yep. some of them is just brilliant. I just love it. Love it. Yep. Yep. Um, my favourite. Um, I know you're not meant to have favourites, but I love the one you did, Andrew Mack, of the three guys and the lighting on the guy's face in the middle. I'm just in love with it. Brilliant. Isn't They're that beautiful great. light? Yes. And mm. so that was we filmed all of that, Val. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to to sharing that 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 whole because it's just really I a big aha moment for a lot of them seeing that whole. Mm. Um, like one of them said, I've never, I've always heard this garage lighting, garage lighting, mm. garage lighting, but to actually see it, yes, how it works, um, that really just was that aha moment. And then from then on, off they went. They found it everywhere. Once they knew how to find it, you see it everywhere. Well, clearly, Gina, we need to do another tutorial on garage lighting to make <laughs> it a bit clearer. <laughs> All right. Now, also in the show notes is a whole series of shots that Gina took while in Sicily, and they're yep. fantastic, of course. Now, one of the ones that I'm looking at is <laughs> is pretty amazing. It's actually a behind-the-scenes shot, and it's a shot of someone on a rock. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, that's the shot that uh, we talked about in the interview where we just uh, we just wrapped where I was chatting to the guys. So Frank Romano suggested that he would suit up because who carries a suit with them when they travel? Frank does. Know. Frank oh does. And so he would have a Campari, and they would uh, uh, Andrew and uh, Scott rode him out there to that wow. rock, which was a couple hundred metres from the shore. So basically there's this big rock in the middle of what looks like, in, in the middle of the ocean, or that's what yeah. it looks like, and yes. I don't know how, you know, people are on it, but there is a guy, that's Frank, is it, in the suit, that's Frank who the... has climbed up onto the top of this rock in the middle of the ocean, and he's in a suit and tie, and he looks like a businessman on the rock. There's waves crashing about the rock and they're frozen in the shot. So you can actually see the droplets um, and the waves. And there is a guy holding a light That's on Andrew. a boom. Yeah. That's Andrew, a light on the boom, uh, lighting up Frank's face. Obviously, Andrew is also standing on the rock. It's just yep. such a great shot. It looks surreal. And Scott so, is paddling the boat. You know those boats that you paddle, the paddle boats? Yes, row <laughs> boats. Well, the, no, you paddle with your feet. Oh, you know, they're, they're, they're pedals. Pedal boats? Yes. Pedal boats. Well, Scott, Scott is behind the rock trying to stay there because if the tide sort of took him away, they couldn't get back. They'd be stuck on that rock forever. Oh. So, and, <laughs> and, like, I am far enough away that I can't even yell instructions. 
So we had to rehearse it on the beach. We filmed all of this, Val. We had to rehearse it on the beach first, work out our distance to to, to get the flash to sink. Yeah. Had issues with the wizards, ended up using the Yongnuo's Val. Mm. Interesting. And uh, and then just a little, uh, popped a little bit of flash in and, and there you go, got the shot. This is an amazing shot. I absolutely, <laughs> absolutely adore it. Go look at it in the show notes. Now, you have mentioned this issue with the wizards and the Yongnuo's yeah. a couple of times now. So let's unpack that a bit. Firstly, in case there are some people who don't know what you're talking about, please explain what you're referring to when you're talking about pocket wizards and what you're referring to when you're talking about the Yongnuo's and what their purpose is. So when you shoot flash off camera where the flash is not attached to your camera, it's on a stand away from the camera so that you can get a better style of lighting, a better shape to the light, a softer light. Um, you need a way to actually tell the ca- tell the flash to fire if it's not attached to the camera. So uh, you can do this with a cord, which is the old-fashioned way, yes. or you can do it with uh, a remote trigger. So there will be uh, a, a, a part that sits on the top of the camera in the hot shoe and then a, a, a trigger that will fit uh, attached to the flash that you're using. It could be a speed light or a studio light or a battery-operated light. Mm-hmm. Now... Uh, up until now, I've always used pocket wizards. They're, they're fails that when I'm shooting in the studio, fire, 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 I can do a couple of thousand shots. I never drop a shot. I've always sworn by them. But for some reason, this trip, I, I don't know if it was the attachments. I, I don't know what went wrong, but they just would not fire for me. And the boys, uh, um, Andrew had a, uh, had, had a set and I also had a set of young newers to carry around. We'd swap to those. Not a problem. Mm-hmm. Now, the difference is the Wizards are a couple of hundred dollars a pop. Mm-hmm. The Yongnuo's, 20. Wow. Now, of course, the Wizards are the actual thing that kind of transmits the signal to yep. the yep. flash to, to fire, right? And so the, they the, weren't the working. Rate. I wonder if there's a different electromagnetic field over there or something. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what went wrong? But normally they're fantastic. Um, I'd like to, uh, yeah, find out why because it was frustrating to drop a drop a lot of shots. Like so that when when, when you're talking about the Yongnuo's that were twenty dollars that you that you're now in love with, what exactly are you referring to? So Yongnuo is a brand name of um of uh, triggers. So yeah. like, and I rec- I re- I say like when you're starting out, just um start out with uh maybe a, a, a like a lesser brand and and get the feel of it. And if you like it, then and you're going to be using them a lot, Val. Mm. Then you want to go for like a, a better brand and something a bit more stable that might you know stand up to constant use. But and 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 that's you know how I recommend gear anyway. So yeah, so he, he, here's an example of like. We, we managed to have the uh, the kind of the lesser cheap and cheerful. They worked for us. Fantastic. Yeah. Now, we've got another shot here of a guy who looks like a security guard. This was shot in Ragusa yes. in Sicily by Gina. And uh, he's being lit by what? He's kind of in a dark kind of like a corridor or a dark yep. tunnel or what looks yep. like a dark tunnel. And um, But because it's dark, he needs to be lit. And he's being lit by what, Gina? So beautiful Daniel in that photo, uh, we, instead of using a softbox or the fancy beauty dish, paper bag, Val. Yeah, right. Paper bag. A paper bag over a... Uh, a gaffer taped onto a speed light. Fantastic. As a, And it puts out a beautiful light. And that's the paper bag, the kind of paper bag that they sell the cannoli in, <laughs> in Sicily. Um, and it's actually where I got the paper bags from, but I got them without the cannoli in them. Okay. Because uh, otherwise sometimes the chocolate smears and you get a sort of whole different level of photo. <laughs> um, but this was a clean paper bag, but it, like it's, yeah, the type of paper bags that you get in pastry shops. It's yes. that kind of white, nice white uh, clean paper uh, makes a beautiful, beautiful softbox. Puts yeah, out a lot. Yeah, wow. Light. Yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to show that it doesn't need to be fancy schmancy. No. It all works. Now, of course, Gina is also obsessed with Fiat's. Uh, And bikes, among other things. Yes. But there are a couple of things that if she walks past them, she can't help but 
take a photo. So there is a shot also in the show notes of the back of a Fiat going down quite a skinny laneway, you know, a stoned, not quite cobblestones, but stoned laneway in a beautiful old kind of town. And it's a blue Fiat, but What's very cute about it is there's a little boy who's just popped his head up in the back window. I couldn't have, like, if I had have set that up, I don't think I would have come up with this con. So this was gift. This was a gift, this photo. Mm-hmm. But I have to tell you, that Fiat, I saw it three other times in, the, in like a half an hour before. I missed it the first time around, nearly got run over chasing after it. <laughs> and then the signora that was driving was looking for a decent car park. So she kept going around the block. Great. Kept going around the block. But these Fiat's go at 2Ks an hour. <laughs> so you had time to get that shot. But <laughs> I did, like behind me, there was like 50 cars trying to get up that lane. Wow. Following her. But I just like needed to get this shot. So that's why the kids Were they going, beeping you? No, they don't beep in Sicily or Italy. No one beeps. Um, oh, that's uh, rubbish. Poli- no one beeps in Italy. They, they don't. They politely, because I drove the uh, the superstratas where you can go as fast as you like up up to Italy and the autostratas, and what they do is they politely come right up behind you <laughs> so that there's like a centimetre between your car and their car and they flash their lights. And okay. that's the Italian way of saying, get out of the way, move. Well, were people doing that then to you? Yeah, I got that all the time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but so this kid's going, why are you crazy lady yeah. holding up the traffic? But look at his beautiful face. Yes, and fantastic. Then I saw her another three more times and, uh, and we were waving to each other and we had shed like a nice little smile and like, yeah, we were mates after that. How cute. was cute. Okay. And also, of course, when you're in a place like Italy, which is, you know, full of ancient buildings and structures and architecture, there's so many great opportunities where you can have such, you know, texture and backgrounds in your shots. You know, it's not like uh, full of modern buildings everywhere. And so there's a great shot of four men, four kind of men, probably over 60, and they are very casually walking down another sort of tunnel, except in the background, there's a set of what seeming like ancient stair, mm. stairs leading up to somewhere and we don't know where, but it's just great because it's, it's like one of those snaps of a moment in time where these four guys are walking through this tunnel, just chatting to each other like they would any four mates talking uh, like any day of the week. But it's, it's like a tiny slice of life where you've captured this, this shot. Can you tell us about yeah, that so- shot? These guys were up the road uh, a block away. I spotted them. I went over. I introduced myself. Uh, Hi, I'm Gina from Australia. I'm a photographer from Australia. I'd love to take your photo. And they said, love to come over. Brought them over. Talked to the talk to the workshop guys about like garage lighting. Gave a little demo. And then I directed them about in Italian. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, to do this reservoir dog style, I gave them uh, the actions to do, and that's how we captured this oh so candid shot, not so oh so candid. Yeah, set up, right. Set up my, my my question for this, which is, is such a great shot, even if it's not oh so candid, is that the foreground is actually seemingly quite dark because it looks like a tunnel, a stone tunnel. Yeah, it but, is. But they're walking from like a fairly lit area. So yes. I, I'm. How did you manage to make it so? they're not backlit and so that they weren't all dark at the front, you know, their faces weren't dark. So there's like a little, there, there was uh, like an opening uh, in the, in the, in the back area of that. So that's why the, the stairs are lit and there's uh, light lighting their faces, but we exposed for the skin tone at the front. So um, that's how we got it. And uh, a little bit of darkening in post fell. Ah, I see. To get that mood at the front. Yes. Love it. Very, very nice. Okay, you know, you, I'm seeing a theme here as I look through these shots because the next shot is of a guy against this beautiful textured wooden yep. door and also leaning against the door is a cane, a wooden cane, which you assume it's his, so that yep. tells a little story about him. And he's probably 70, I would say, yep. and he's got yep. a jacket and a shirt and a nice hat. And um, I'm curious, and, he, and he, just, he just looks like a kind man you know older older gentleman um 
And he is also, his face is also really beautifully lit. Is that natural or is that a that's, light? Or? Uh, that's the beauty dish. And I oh. love the way you, you said beautifully lit because yes. it's beautiful. So you get this lovely wow. little fall off. You get the centre of the face is lit and then it falls off around, uh, you know, the jawline and yes. all of that. So it really sculpts the face. But it doesn't look like I've come along with a flash and gone, it, it just looks good. It, and like is the, the beauty dish good. held higher than his head? Yes, it's held above mm. uh, slightly and flat on. So uh, that's the trick. And then to get that beautiful expression where it's got he's kind of really intently staring me down, yes. um, I'm getting him to button up his jacket and unbutton. So he's concentrating on that as he's looking at me oh. and then we're lighting him and, uh, you know, that's, that's how we got that shot. That is so good. I want a beauty dish just to take photos of myself. Yeah, you would totally <laughs> love the beauty. I've found one for your phone, Mel, so that when you do the selfies, you can yeah, be lit like a beauty. Fantastic. It's like a ring light for your phone. It's perfect. Okay, brilliant. Because I love the fall off as well. It's so flattering. It's beautiful. It's great for sculpting, but you've got to have it at the right angle because it's a millimetre the wrong way and it's not beauty anymore. It's, yep, yep. Not, it's, not, it's not pretty. Too harsh. Yes. Okay, so there's another great shot. I love this shot. Yeah, it's um, I don't know where you are, but it's uh, yeah. it's a dirt sort of path, and it's there's a donkey in it, yeah, that's and a there's horse. a guy, yeah, all oh, right, a horse, um, you know, with a saddle that's kind of made out of cloth. It doesn't. It looks very peasant like. Yes. There's yes. a guy in in it who I assume is like a farmer. He's got a striped shirt on, and over his neck, he's carrying a lamb. <laughs> Yeah, or a, so, is, it's a lamb, right? A sheep. Yeah. So the, the village is Sant'Angelo and uh, the guy is actually a rigidige shepherd. That is his job. Wow. And uh, we, we had to find him and uh, basically uh, we had to chase him around half the morning because he was with his sheep, mm. right? And there he was. He had all the sheep around him. And I said, can you get a sheep and put it over your shoulder for me? <laughs> so he went off to go and get one and then mm. comes back, puts the sheep on his shoulder mm. and um, and then uh, that that all just like the, just the timing, he's looking up, He's he was quite angelic, his energy was so beautiful. At the yes. end of that bell, he sang to us Aww. and, and uh, half the group burst into tears because it was so <sighs> beautiful. It was just like he sang some sort of, um, I don't know, shepherd song of longing. Uh -huh. And it was just like the most amazing thing ever, ever, oh. ever I've ever seen. It was wow. incredible and so memorable. And it, he, like you couldn't believe it was happening. Yes, because he has got a very angelic looking face. It's very, very ch cherubic, yep. if that's the right word. And he's, you know, probably about 30 or so. So he looks, yeah, very, very cute. Mm. Um, the next shot is seemingly kind of like near a town square or something. And it's yep. two older guys. There's a real theme here with a lot of older guys, Gina. I love my old boys. Yep, yep. Older guys who are just sort of, you get the feeling that they do this every afternoon where they're just sitting and shooting the breeze and talking to each, talking yep. to each other and complaining about life. Is, is that kind of... Yeah, so the thing with this is, uh, and, and this is a technique I really worked on a lot in the, in the, in, while I was down in Sicily, is like you get a lot of areas where there's heavy shade mm. and then you've got areas that are lit with full sun, right? And I wanted to be able to capture the detail in the highlights and the detail in the shadows without using flash foul. So what I did was I'd expose for the, uh, the background, get the highlights to be correctly balanced and let the uh, foreground go a bit darker. And, uh, and then I'd, uh, when I processed uh, in Lightroom, I'd open up the shadows and you get that image. So you get this nicely balanced image. The light is soft enough over there to get away with it. If we were somewhere like Australia, the, the difference between highlight and shadow is too great and mm. it's too, too much of a stretch. But the light's a little bit softer and uh, I could get away with it there. So that was a technique I was using a lot there and it, it worked really well because I just I wanted to pick up all the textures. And, uh, and so this is something that you like I wouldn't normally do, but it, it worked really well for Sicily. Yeah, it's fantastic. Mm. Um, another couple of older guys, but yep. this time they're sort of sitting in a leather armchair, like a yep. mini Chesterfield yep. sofa, yep. and they're indoors. And this almost looks like a painting. 
yeah. doesn't it? It's, it's two older guys basically just looking, sitting on this chair looking straight at the camera. So this is their social club. They were all sitting outside. I've actually got a portrait with all of them that I'm in. Um, but uh, they were all outside and I asked, I, when I looked in this room, the light was incredible. It was flowing in from the window side. I knew I had to get a portrait. So I had to bring them in and one of them didn't want to sit down because he can't get back up again. Oh. But but we managed to like promise if I could get one of the boys to help him back up, he would sit down. So they happily they happily pose for that portrait because I just wanted to capture the soft window light. So anywhere there's light, you can get a portrait, Val, anywhere. And it's like it just, uh, if it's soft, uh, it's beautiful. And the window light is great because it highlights one side of their face, but the other side is still really moody and which really suits the nature of the shot. But it's not contrasty, Val, so you can still see the detail on the other side. That's what I loved about it. It was just a really soft uh, sort of Rembrandt-y style of lighting. Yes. So there's another shot here of a guy who is on a, I think it's a Vespa or something that looks like a Vespa, an yep. old Vespa yep. that's this sort of uh, faded green colour and he's got a helmet on, but he's he's probably also 60 in the shade. And uh, I... 80, Val. Sorry? 80. Wow, he's 80. Yeah. Yeah. So this shot looks like it could be around dusk. Um, mm. his, the headlight is on. Maybe you've asked him to turn it on. But uh, he is also really well lit in, in the face. But it looks like there's a light to the side of him as well. Um, tell us about this shot. So this is where the grid, and we did this quite a bit. So the grid grid spot came out, and uh, I've just uh, pop, popped uh, a little bit of grid into his face. And so that's exactly the shot. So I've exposed for the background. He was underexposed, popped a little bit of grid in his face. And this is the exact same technique that in the show notes, um, Scott has got an example of uh, one of the Carabinieri, which we did the same thing with. Um, I like how you uh, say that, Carabinieri. And I was uh, so in love with all of them. The like, honestly, the, the Carabinieri really does something for me, Val. I just love them. Okay. Um, anyone in uniform for me, thank you. So okay. the grid spot is. How about is, a high visibility uniform? No, that's no. <laughs> no, that's a uniform kill my mood now um <laughs> the uh the i really really dig the grid spot on a speed light um fantastic we did many many tutorials on this so i'm really excited to share this technique it's so easy and when done right it's uh fantastic and it's a brilliant effect uh the wrong way not not so good but like if you get it right in the right spot it can be very very beautiful and this guy was just happened to I was eyeing off his vespa and then he comes along and gets on it and uh I said will you move over here and do this photo and he did and he was so patient wow and so just for the any newbies tell us what the grid spot does so basically, uh, it controls uh, the shape of the light, and it'll it'll condense it into a very small area. Whereas, like when the flash is uh, doesn't have a modifier on it, the flash goes everywhere. So, like imagine when you've got a hose, and it's said to like you can set the hose to a like a widespread, and the water goes everywhere. Like that's a flash without a modifier. But then you can actually change it to you've just got like a uh, like a smaller spread of light, yep. the, 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 the grid will condense it to like a very small, tiny area, depending on um, how wide the, uh, the, 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 it's like a honeycomb mm-hmm. and you get different uh, mesh sizes. So you can get very wide and you can get very fine. And the finer they are, the smaller the area that, that, that it'll light. Great. Um, so there's another shot in here and, you know, sometimes portraits and lifestyle shots aren't always of people. This is a great shot of a group of men playing cards, but you don't see any of their faces. Mm. You just see their hands, actual, the actual hands, but also their hands of cards. Uh, and so, yeah, it's a great shot of just these, you know, old guys, old guys' hands holding his um, cards. Yeah, so like and I, I love hands. I love hands for portraits. They tell the story as well. And it's like we've always said this about like when you're shooting, 
uh, portraits, get the other stuff, get the fillers because they help support the story and uh, they can accompany or they can just tell the story on their own. So um, this was just lit with natural light. It's like there's this beautiful light that's always bouncing around because there's like all those sandstone buildings. And I, tr I, I tried a shot of all of them. It didn't work for me. So that's when I decided to just come in tight on the hands and uh, let the rest of it go. And, and uh, I'm, I'm really happy with that shot. There's another shot here again of an old guy. Gina, what is this? Yeah, it's just like... I Seriously, did, what is did this? I photograph old women too and young girls as well, but they just didn't make it into this episode. So this, I should <laughs> rename this the old boy show. You should, yeah. So there's another guy who's probably about 70, but this is shot in very harsh light, yeah. like almost like midday sun light. Is that right? So uh, it's about 10 o'clock uh, in the morning, but this again is that technique when I'm talking about where I do underexpose the entire image. So the original, and I'll do a tutorial on this, Val, um, mm -hmm. but the original is very dark, a really? lot darker than you would expect. Yes, like night and day, and then I've brought out all the detail but held the detail in the background as well, and it just looks incredible. It's a technique that I'm like, wow, I'm so into this. So what are you doing this in Lightroom? I'm doing it uh, in Lightroom or Capture One that I've been playing around with a lot. So I'm going to start uh, doing uh, a, a lot more of this technique because I really like uh, the effect. So and, it doesn't uh, look like it was dark at all. It looks no, like it's extremely it's well lit. So explain to me, just go stop, step by step. Explain to me why you're shooting it underexposed in the first place. Okay, so if I expose for the skin tone, Val, it mm -hmm. means that the background is just going to blow out. Right. areas of white, like this man has silver hair, yeah. uh, is going to blow out and doesn't always look great. No. So if I, uh, I – so I started experimenting with – because um, Lightroom and Capture One, you can – pull so much detail out of the shadow areas like you can you can rescue a lot of it uh, knowing that now I expose knowing that um, mm. and so this is what I'm doing now so I'm and kind of underexposing a little bit and then bringing it back in Lightroom and probably quite good when you're shooting people with light colored hair or very blonde hair in, in light situations. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, it works really well. So I will do a tutorial on that so you can see exactly what I'm talking about. So there's also another image that we've got in the show notes of a guy who's with this real dirty Harry kind of stare and attitude and yeah. he's just walking past a, you know, a bar, a pizzeria and, and it's a street scene but he is the only one in it and it looks like something out of a movie or yeah. even a painting. It's, Doesn't it's it look like a fantastic shot. So that's in Vasto, which is like further up uh, just on the Achilles heel of Italy. Mm -hmm. uh, that's after I left Sicily, but this uh, bar pizzeria uh, owned by Laura, Ciao Laura, she, we made friends while okay. I was away. And uh, I saw the facade and I'm like, I love this place so much. Mm. And I just lined up the shot and waited, Val. Right, so you and just sat he, there and I hoped for someone to walk I, past. I said, someone's going to, and several people were. I, I shot this morning, noon, and night. Really? And I've got, I've got it, this shot so many times with so many different characters. This guy actually was one of my favourites and it was like the cigarette. He he, he he sprung me at this point. He's looking at me, staring mm. me down, mm. but it's just a, such a cool shot. And then the way I've uh, edited, this is going to be uh, probably the next uh, Lightroom giveaway, Val, for the right. newsletter re readers, I'd say, this this preset. Right. Because exactly. so I really love the movie style. I, I what were you trying to achieve? Dirty with... Harry. Um, I did want that movie feel. That's what I was going for, for this whole shot. It's like something quite theatrical, old world kind of movie, yeah, retro feel. So if you don't already know, Gina creates awesome Lightroom presets. And when you join the newsletter, so sign up to the newsletter at ginamilitia.com, that's M-I-L-I-C-I-A, every month, subscribers only receive these Lightroom presets for free and that is the only way you can get them. Uh, if you and, and you have to get them through the newsletter, they're not archived anywhere or you can purchase them uh, if you really want to. However, you do get them for free if you 
join the newsletter and obviously you download them from the link that we provide you in the newsletter. Gina also creates amazing Lightroom presets which are provided to the gold community as part of the membership. These are different Lightroom presets mm. than the ones provided to the newsletter subscribers. So if you join the gold community, you get a bonus. Not only will you get the newsletter presets, you also get the very special ones just for the gold community as well. And you can find out more about the gold community at ginamilitia.com. So um, you also went to a medieval village. <laughs> yeah. And so... have taken a photo of what looks like kind of like what would have been their dining room. It's got a very primitive chair, a table, fireplace, but oddly My a computer. computer. <laughs> yeah, I was working there. But here's the thing. So I went with Calm, who I did the uh, Sicilian food tour. This, this was like our little uh, getaway afterwards, the re- recovery trip. Mm-hmm. She'd always wanted to go to this place and okay. she wanted to go for her birthday and she was excited. It's like a, a, a World Heritage Hotel. Oh. And... Um, uh, we get there and I'm like, oh, I love it. This is really cool. I love it. And she's like, I'm creeped out. I'm like, nah, it's great. <laughs> then she went to, it was like a village that you stayed in. She went to the bar and I'm left there in this room working happily. And then I got creeped out, Val. Ew. I got really creeped Why? out. It's just really spooky. Mm. And uh, this was the first time that like everywhere else we'd had a room each. Everywhere yes. we went, room each, room each. This time, I'm not, I'm not going in my room. I didn't want my own room. No. So we shared a room, yeah. and uh, I was so creepy. It was creepy. Really? Like, well, beautiful, I... beautiful place. Like you, people would like we're posting photos, and everyone's going, "Oh my god, that looks amazing!" But it was like creepy. But mm-hmm. the light. The light was so soft and it was like all the windows were really high up. So you got that, you can see how Rembrandt, you can see how those Renaissance painters, mm. um, it's it really sculpts light. So if you're thinking or like looking for light, then you just want to shoot natural light for the portraits, look for those windows that are set up slightly higher. Or if you've got like a whole mm. bank of lights, you might want to consider just like blacking out the bottom two-thirds of a window and just having the top part of the window that's well above the person mm. flooding in and you can kind of recreate that that's sort of Rembrandt really lighting. Idea. Yeah, because it, it is really beautiful and that was the, the idea between, behind posting that shot. I, I lit that fire too, Val, by myself and, and then we <laughs> laughed because we thought well, chances are I'd burn down the whole village. It's just mm. like they're, they're proud of it, survived several earthquakes and then I come along <laughs> with a packet of matches, light the fire and burn the whole place down. But Oh, my goodness. But that is a really good tip. So if you do have, for example, floor-to-ceiling windows, which is too much to get that moody Rembrandt lighting, get some black cloth and 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 block out the bottom area and just make pretend you're in the medieval times and just yeah. have that little window yeah. uh, coming at you from the side. You've got great yeah. Rembrandt lighting. Wonderful. Yeah. Great idea. Finally, there's a great shot of the Colosseum, I assume. Yes. And it's it seems like it's taken at sunset no. and uh, and it's just a great shot only of a very specific portion, a small portion of the Colosseum because it's such an iconic structure that even if you take only a small portion of it, people know what it is, right? Yeah. I wanted to share this shot because this was like my just because. There was – I got up at 4.30. Oh, goodness to, me. Because I was – running around Rome and I went to a couple of the hot spots like the Pantheon and the, you know, mm. the, the, the Trevi Fountain and all of that packed, packed mm. in the Even packed, at 4.30? Like, not, not at 4.30, but like when I went the day before, everywhere there was like thousands and thousands and thousands of people and you don't get a sense of the place when it's like that. And I've always said when you go, doesn't matter where you're going, if you get up early, if you're there at dawn, you have the place to yourself and I wanted to experience Rome to myself. So I got there at, at dawn. I was the only one at the Colosseum. And guess what? The cafe across the road mm-hmm. was open. Yeah, wow. And I sat there and watched the sunrise over the Colosseum. It was such a beautiful experience. And for maybe 15 minutes, just me. And then the Romans started showing up to uh, catch catch the buses and things like that to work. But it was a beautiful moment. It's one of the highlights of the trip 
Wow, beautiful, hey? gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous shot. Anyway, well, but now you're back, Gina. Is it? Do you feel like you know? You wish you were there. No, no, I'm happy to be home. It was a great experience. I'm really glad I did it. It's such a beautiful country. I'm glad I got to drive around, uh, you know, the, the Italian roads. I'm gl glad I got to photograph the people. I'm glad I got to uh, see the, 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 the photographers that came along get pushed out of their comfort zone. I'm excited yeah. to see what they produce now because already I can see them like all going in different directions and it, it was fantastic. So, yeah, I'm on a huge high, Val. I, I loved it. I want to do more. Wow, fantastic. So Gina's only <laughs> come back like a couple of hours ago. I, I suspect that in a few hours she's going to crash, I'm going to I would stay say. A few more hours and then, you know, yeah. But, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so we put, before we wrap up, now that you are back, what's the plan? What have you got on the agenda? So we, uh, we've got to complete this call. We've got some filming coming up, Val. Uh, yes. And uh, I've got uh, probably more old people to shoot, <laughs> funnily oh enough. You know, it seems to be the theme. And, yes. uh, you know, so uh, there's always lots to keep me entertained. So we'll be hanging out soon, Val. Yes, very excited about that. So, mm. and, we'll, and when we do that, I will make sure to bring you lots of behind-the-scenes um, footage of Foot, what goes on. Behind-the-scenes of behind-the-scenes. Behind yeah, that's right. That, right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, do join the community at GinaMilitia.com. You can also find Gina on social media where? Uh, so at GinaMilitia on Twitter, at GinaMilitia on Instagram, and, of course, uh, you'll find me in the community, www.GinaMilitia.com. And you'll find me on Twitter at Valerie Koo, that's K-H-O-O, and on Instagram at Valerie Koo, on Facebook, very easy to find, and I muck around with Snapchat as the Valerie Koo. So T-H-E, the Valerie Koo. And I have days when I don't touch it at all and days when I'm all over it. So uh, there you go. You, I may or may not be there when you, when you come visit. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. And we really look forward to chatting to you again next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit GinaMilitia.com.